Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's the podcast for the busy gamer and as always I'm a detective with imaginary friend, isn't that right Zach? It's Michael and joining me as always, a murderous boy with a penchant for raincoats, it's Matt. I only appear when it rains and it rains when I want it to. And he's stuck in a wheelchair but where's a skull mask by choice? It's Adrian. Hey, hello. Uh, so says, says Miss Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the game for this three weeks, in fact, because we spaced it out with one of our first extra episodes. I don't even know if we're going with that name, but that's what you heard last week. It's Deadly Premonition, uh, also known as now Deadly Premonition's Origins, since oh. it's released on the Switch. Uh, but now I believe we're not, now we're not going to get a prequel that's called Origins. <sighs> yeah, this is the Origins, the original. Yeah, it <laughs> It it feels I I don't remember where I heard it from, but it was like this is too soon in a games franchise to be calling it Origins. Like it's just still one. There's only been one game. Yeah, and it's not that old. It's ten years old, I believe, this year. Yeah, it's, it came out in 2010, from the looks of it. So okay, so nine years old. Uh, we played the director's cut on PC because uh, it is the cheapest way. And part of being a busy, grindy gamer is having to also go, oh, the money I earn into time, I'm not spending, I'm sorry, but I'm not spending $45 slash $90 for it physically as, okay, I'm going to just start. This is a fantastic game. <laughs> like this is, this is the, 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 mo- this is the room of video games <laughs> but there it's i feel like it's more i've watched some of the room and i've gone like yeah this is funny but something about this speaks to me i'll get into it later but i'm gonna answer is this a game for a busy gamer and i'm gonna say no this is like the grindiest <laughs> game of all time it's so long-winded it, it, yes it's such a long-winded game I think I'm still only in in the canon of the world. I think I'm somewhere in day two after doing so many chapters, it felt like. And I'm like, is this game even progressing? I know it has an in-game clock that's going faster than, like, it's not one-to-one, but it might as well be. Oh, yeah, when you're standing still, it is legitimately, I swear, it is one-to-one. I'm going to agree with you on not being a busy game game, and it's like it's simply okay. I'm going to put it this way: it's simply because there is a price. If this was free, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe it's worth a little time for that. Like for that room factor, you know the 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 comedy from not being so good. This is a game that has. Fantastic ideas and obvious, and I feel like it had a limited budget, but it's like, it's really fleshed out. I got a job. I ha- I got a part-time job at the milk, at the milk barn, <laughs> moving you crates. Got- I didn't know you could do that. That's amazing. Yes. You, and you get like, you get rewarded. They give you like a discount card, like an employee discount. And then- That's amazing. This game is amazing. There's so much in this game. I went fishing. I caught fish. I caught playing cards. 
And did you catch a s- small rectangular prism with a picture of ammunition on it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's what I mean by the budget. And like I'm driving along in my car in which it's a huge map, a massive map where you need a car, but there's also a petrol system. This ain't no GTA, my friend. You've got to fill that bad boy up and you're cruising down the highway and suddenly your car does a right angle turn into an embankment <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> this game was limit- limited by the engine that it exists in. Yeah, I was going to say it's more limited by uh, a lack of <laughs> any sort of competent animation. There's a lot of, like, not great movement. What are you talking about? That's part of why it is so good. I wa- it's There's something about having, like, five facial animations... <laughs> That just makes it so good. Look, I'm a I'm an efficient man, but that's just a little too efficient for me, you know. It is a bit uncanny valley. It's like yeah. someone is pu- doing puppetry with corpses. Oh yeah, that that's a good that's like a good analogy. It's like they didn't know. It's like they didn't know how humans worked. <laughs> but I think that plays into the aesthetic. Yeah, is that part of what they want? You know, like it's a scary game. About zombies, oh, make the characters look dead too. Like that's what I like. That's what I mean when I'm saying like it, it has something more than the room because the room is like oh, this is just a bit stupid. It's so stupid that it's good. Whereas this, it's like the bad parts play into it. Like combat is so clunky. Like I, I wasn't sure if it was the game or I was like my wireless keyboard. Oh no, it's running out of battery. I thought or something. And so it made the combat way more tense because I couldn't do what I wanted to do. <laughs> it is brilliant. <laughs> it uh, it doesn't really know. I think I think I can talk about this here as well in the grind section, even though I put the note later. I feel like Deadly Premonition couldn't decide what it wanted to be because I've just been thoroughly enjoying kind of the main story beats. I'm like, this is actually, like, an interesting mystery. A girl has been murdered and strung up in a forest and her body is found by two boys and you play as Francis York Morgan, but you better call him York because he will tell you to call him York and nothing more. I swear that line, because it (laughs) popped up, like, three times in the beginning, like, instant, like, in a row. And I was like, is this just the same line? Did they just repeat it? They didn't get the voice actor to redo it. They were just like, <laughs> copy and paste line. Excellent. Beautiful. And so that's that, what everyone calls me. That's a great, like, I'm really enjoying that. This kind of puzzle, whodunit. And then it also wants to be Silent Hill with clunky combat, with the whole, like, other world mechanic. But they're too, dis- like, they're too disparate. Like, we've got, like, jangly little country guitars and whistling music and happy-go-lucky and then suddenly oh man God. with axe wants to peel your skin off. All right, do I... <clears throat> You've gone into another thing. Do I now go into my <laughs> the top point here? <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll wait for it. It's about the whistling. It's about the whistling song. Okay, we'll, get... well, I'll jump over to the music real quick because... You guys preempted me by saying the music is out of like out of place, which it is. When they introduce uh, Francis, 
it's like this weird. I, I know what they're going for. They're going for that classic detective music. It just it's just a weird spot to do it. And when the the um, female character comes in, and they play like they're also trying to play like sexy love music, <laughs> did not come across like isn't that is not the time we'll play. Like I get what the, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of this where I'm like I get what you're trying to do, but uh, it's just one of the things where someone was like they didn't quality control it. They were just like, yep, that's that's some sexy love music. Put it in. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it takes... can you give me can you give me like knockoff versions of well-known tracks? So I swear one of the one of the sounds sounds like um, "Roundabout" by Yes, which is all, which is famous for being the ending tune of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, also, so used in the "To Be Continued" memes. That boom, yeah. and it's like it's just like a knockoff of that done on like a bass setting on a Casio. <laughs> it's like they didn't have the budget to do the game they wanted. No, I think they make you work for it because I swear at like five to maybe even seven hours in, it's like they unlocked more songs, which because there was only three before, it like doubles the amount of songs. I'm like, oh my God, wow. There's so much depth to this game. <laughs> <laughs> do you, like, here's my main question with this do you think okay it's a it's kind of a two angle question which is a do you think this is like the room where someone was trying to make something serious but it was bad or do you think it was like they intentionally made it this campy or b and the b, the b part is do you think this game would be um, like actually a good game if it was given the resources uh, you, you know i was thinking about that actually and i reckon this game was made by either a dev team that has never had anything remotely bad happen to them in their life and the only time they've seen <laughs> murder is on tv and the only time they've been robbed is like like on reading in the newspaper like hearing local gossip or someone important to the team died horrifically and graphically and was part of like a serial killer thing. So they had to kind of, oh, God, pull back, pull back. We can't have this serious because it's too, like, it's too hard. It's It's got to be one of those two. And I'm not sure which one it is. So either they've never, they only know death by name or... The events of the game happened in real life. Like, <laughs> here's the thing: I'm I'm not sure if you guys have ever watched Twin Peaks. Uh, Twin Peaks was a '90s uh, sort of crime soap that was like very popular initially. Uh, the first season was like amazing, and then the second season was like a disaster. Um, but it has like a huge cult following. This game is just Twin Peaks the game. Like, it, look, I like I'll, I'm not sure if anyone like go and find this link. It's called pioneerproject.net forward slash games forward slash deadly premonition and Twin Peaks comparison. Someone wrote a blog showing off just how similar it is. 
So it's just what I think has happened here is that the creator uh, Swery, I think his he, his handle is, he loves this show that's about kind of supernatural murder in small town America set in the mountains and there's pine trees everywhere. It's an FBI agent who loves coffee and has weird dream sequences. Like it's it's so similar. I think he's gone, I love that. I'm going to make a game of that. And the game, I think, probably hits better maybe in Japanese. I reckon in the translation then back into English, we're all left going, "What? like, what is this? It's like when you when you actually use Google Translate and you go like English to Mandarin, and then the, and then that same phrase in Mandarin to Mongolian, and then that one to Spanish, and back to English, and you've got nonsense. This is what's happened with the Deadly Premonition like st- not story, but like I don't even know what to describe it. It's style, yeah. That's what's happened with the style. It's become lost in translation. And I love it for that. <laughs> uh, a lot of people do say, like on Giant Bomb forums, someone's saying that, yeah, it's it, Deadly Premonition is Twin Peaks so hard that it hurts. So I'll, I'll, I'll have to go off of what you're saying. Uh, apparently, uh, York used to look like the main character, but now I think York looks like a mix of, right, get this, Tom Hardy. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> And then Mark Zuckerberg. I see a little bit of Mark in yeah, there. Yeah, I can I can see <laughs> where you pulled those from. Uh, but I think we're all in agreement here that uh, if you want to get off now because you're a busy boy or a busy girl, uh, you can walk away knowing that Deadly Premonition is is like life if life was a game. I got a job. I've already got a job in reality. I got a job moving boxes in a game. I don't have time for that. It's not a game for a busy gamer. Is this just Death Stranding before Death Stranding came out? Maybe. Maybe it could be. I think it like this is a masterpiece in a sense. But if someone were to tell me they had limited time and money, I would tell them to run as far away as they can and don't look back. And don't go outside when it's raining. Well, shall we go and check the toolbox? Yeah, I, yeah. it says I can't hold any more cigarettes, which doesn't <laughs> quite add up to me, but okay. Just put them in your pockets, man. Just fill them up. His pockets are full of cigarettes. Yeah, but you can hold five different guns. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> He obviously has the holsters for them. Come can on. Can you carry like 30 lollipops? <clears throat> I don't know. I've never got to too many of anything because the game is so janky. I had to eat and drink and heal so much. <sighs> well, we're going to let you know what's coming up. It's the end of the year. It's Christmas. It's time to take a break. So we're going to have a short break over Christmas while... Uh, Young Michael here gets married and has a beautiful uh, honeymoon. But we will we'll have something to play throughout January, but we'll be changing our format going into the new year. So this will be our last of this season. Ooh. What's going to be different about 2020, Adrian? <laughs> well, 
from what I've gathered. <laughs> you don't know. It's just I a know. guess, really, at this point. Well, whatever I say is now going to be canon. And it's this. Okay. We're basically going to do a game a month instead of every two weeks to give more time for that to gestate. More time to really sink our teeth into what I hope is going to be some real classics and some real bangers of next year. So, I know I personally want to hit the Final Fantasy VII remake in March, and I'm going to make a massive push for that against Matthew. I mean, against the boys. Uh, what did I do? <laughs> I just know you're not excited for that whatsoever. It's not that I'm not excited. It's just that I'm not excited, you know? You feel? Um and then every uh, every episode between that, so still every two weeks, it'll be alternating between a normal episode and extra episodes where we just cover how we're going, what, what else we've been doing and playing, and uh, just, just having a chat. So if you're a busy gamer and you're listening to this and you kind of know to like not really hit up those ones as much, I'll try to do my best to put in like the description what we talk about. Uh, but I've we've had one, and I think the reception was pretty good on it. Uh, and I think if you're more of a fan of us than you are the games that we're talking about, that's definitely going to be the place to be because we think I think we got into some pretty hot banter last time. We were <laughs> like, oh, it's gonna it's gonna be short, and then it ended up like, going longer than we thought. <laughs> yeah, because it was that good. Yeah, it went about as long as a normal episode, so there's lots of love. And they're definitely more loosey-goosey. You know, this is strict. I, I can't say things. Actually, no, I can say whatever I want right now. We had to put a gag Inventory order management. <laughs> yeah, they said. He was trying to get Can't sponsored. make too many jokes. No. Uh, and so, as Adrian said, he wants to get that Final Fantasy VII remake. Because what we're going to do is, a lot of people would argue, Final Fantasy VII is one of the best games of all time. And that's how we want to hit all the 12 games that we would be playing next year. We want them to be the big ones. And I think, I mean, maybe not the first episode within it, but definitely within the first year, we're going to have something like Ocarina of Time because we've already done Link to the Past. And Adrian needs to tell me that I'm wrong. I do. I need, we've done Skyrim now where, so I need my platform to, Lay it out. And then, what? actually, quick question, mm-hmm. off track. What's your favourite game of all time, Michael? My favourite game of all time. That is a, that's a tough question. I've often thought about that. And he's, he's not allowed one. <laughs> I'm not allowed one. No. <laughs> well, I was going to even suggest something along the lines of, like, maybe it's not sort of considered by everyone to be like one of, say, we've only got 12 next year. It might not be in your top 12, but I do think it is kind of a masterpiece, and that is Dragon Age Origins. And if we have a month now to tackle a game, then we can play an RPG like that. Um, My memories of that game are, like, so very fond. I think it's um, it was the first time that I encountered a Bioware game that had like interwoven storylines and real consequences on your choices. It didn't feel like Fallout does it okay, but at times it's a little hollow, whereas consequence feels real in Dragon Age and its scope 
is like it's like Lord of the Rings. Like it's a it's a masterpiece to some, I would say. And I know that you, Adrian, have probably not played it. I have. Well, I've semi played it. Semi played. If you count watching my partner play it, then yes, I have. But then it would be something like that, or Ratchet and Clank. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's either going to be. One of the most intricate storylines, adult games, uh, really detailed worlds, or a kid's game. <laughs> hey, come on now. Dragon Age is not a kid's game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking uh, forward to 2020. We get a little bit more time with games. And if we're not really getting invested into a game, I don't think we'll feel as guilty as as not being able to have enough time with it. Yeah. Because in the month, we'll find some time for it. We'll then go, ah, that's not for me. And we'll reflect that in the episode. Whereas sometimes in the two weeks, you keep pushing it back. And then you go, oh, no, it's Friday and I've got to play some. Yeah, it's like Deadly Premonition. I did not touch it for the first fortnight because I only played with sound off. you got to play this bad boy with the sound on. So oh, you yeah. can hear the freaking birds that are monkeys. You can hear the freaking <laughs> oh, best voice acting. Okay, uh, let's, let's go back in. But, and well, oh, Let's go back just, on that note. I just want to say, hi, yeah. my name's Adrian. I advocate <laughs> not playing uh, playing video games without sound, but not this one. You need, you need to play sound because you need to hear all the wrong foley, all the wrong sound <laughs> effects. Uh, it'll really change your life perspective. This game... Oh my god. You know. So that whistling the whistling track is the best piece of I'm so sorry, but Legend of Zelda soundtrack step down because there is a new top dog in video game music and it is the whistle tune from Deadly Premonition. What are you trying what's that look? I can't see you guys, but I can see you looking at me like that. <laughs> and I Zach is looking at me. You think I've got like Stockholm syndrome or something? No, 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 no. That kazoo in in the third part of the song, oh, that kazoo slaps. <laughs> it is the best piece of art. Oh my god! The only way you can hear the kazoo, as far as I'm aware, is by failing the fishing game or like not managing to get a fish in the fishing game, and then you can finally hear the best. Oh, so good. I'm so glad I don't have to play this game anymore. <laughs> I really want to keep playing. I I hope that it becomes cheaper on Switch because I'd really like to finish it and play Deadly Premonition 2 because the second one looks like it's going to be much nicer. This game, uh, the character models, while expressionless, are okay for the time. The world in which you spend most of your time in driving around because it's a huge map that's just way too big because there's nothing in it is primarily shitty grass, ugly hillsides, and just mad pop-in. And it's just such an, it's such an ugly world. Okay, are you sure you want to say that the graphics are okay? Because this is only <laughs> one year behind Skyrim. Like... Like, it is nine years old, but also games at that time weren't that bad. And this guy is, like, up against my boy Fallout New Vegas. So, like, it has a lot of similarities in terms of 
graphical downfall, but it's still like it's got better faces. I'll say it's got better faces. How it animates those faces is, is another is another <laughs> thing. But uh, he's. I think in terms of games, what else? What else came out in 2010? I, th- I think for what it tried to do, Red Dead Redemption. Oh, it's not looking good, is it? Ooh. Oh no! If oh, it's up no. against Red Dead, but this is oh, what I mean by like they clearly didn't have the budget that Rockstar did, that Bethesda did, and they. <laughs> this is what we got, guys. <laughs> and I like but- the idea. But yeah, the way so I know the story. I didn't actually end up finishing it, but I yeah. I got to a point where I was like, I need to know how this pans out. Can you give us the rundown? Because well, like if I we... am intrigued in the story. Like it's got enough mystery. It's just I can't get past the jank. So All can right. you give us the the jank free rundown? He here is what ruins it for me. I'm just gonna say what ruins it. It's a bit of a plot twist, but it's I'm not gonna give you who the killer is. Okay, but. The killer can shapeshift, so okay. There's there is no point. There's no point trying to figure it out because there could be anyone. Yes, and like okay. anything that you see, any evidence that it's like ah, oh, this person's clear. No, they're not anymore because they could shapeshift. Like um, the mark on the back, maybe that shapeshifted away, or uh, maybe it's one of the. Or maybe they're just straight up someone else, apparently. Because I tell you what, they don't look like how they do when they when they are the raincoat killer, which is probably obvious. But you might have thought, oh, that's a stylistic choice that they made. Uh, but no, actually, it's also in law. And then it gets the fantasy gets too much at the end for me. Like I, if, when I'm playing something like this, I don't mind fantasy like elements, like all the zombies and the uh, the like red realm or whatever they would want to call it. I I dig that, like that's cool. Um, but then to kind of go hypothetically, this is from now on. This is not how the story goes at all. But if it was to like break out into some sort of weird like werewolves, but they're bears, and then they all werewolves and, and yeah, werewolves, and then. Uh, <laughs> The three highest ranking of them have magic wands that can do anything Harry Potter can. It's like, well, why why was I doing all of that when it is magic? Like Well what I don't like is that at the part I'm up to, which apparently is not far in enough at all, even though I did like put in a, a good bunch of hours into this. And and you got a job, for goodness sake. I got, I got a job because I had to wait till like three in the afternoon for people to go to the community center. So I was like, I guess I'll get a job <laughs> while I well. wait. <laughs> and I love the thing I couldn't understand was, because I was wait, I was, you've now revealed that it's like, yes, it is just supernatural. But at the point I'm at, the supernatural things are only occurring to York. And so they're trying to do the, like, is it in his head? Yeah, exactly. Crazy. Like, how good would that be? It's in his head. Because like... he is, he is kind of mad. I think, I, have, I think I've heard before that you might have learned this from spoilers. I'm pretty sure Zach, like, is just a figment of his imagination or is like a version of... Like, he effectively has a split personality. 
Do you, um, you want to know what that is? I can tell you that one. It's, is it to do with his scars and stuff? Yes. I, I'm gonna for the for the sake oh, of, hold on. for the sake of our fans, I'm just gonna write and chat what it is. Okay. Okay. Because they do kind of play on that, and it's very obvious. And I can't tell if it's meant to be obvious or not. But it's like, oh well, Zach isn't real. He's like, yeah, he's not. He's just Zach talking. Is, Zach is us most of the time. Like we get to respond. All right, you see that? You see that? Boom! Spoiler in the chat okay. that you, that the audience cannot see, but I do this for you guys. If- so then, is yeah. he is he then not what he claims to be? No, no, he he is, but that's okay. How they that's how they played that one. Okay, uh, because like, uh, yeah, it's do, do you think they? Like they didn't even. It didn't seem like they didn't even try to cover up. Um, that Zach. Like as soon as I saw him talking, I was like, he's not even on a phone. Like there's no. <laughs> I know they probably like they're trying to act as if it's like an earpiece and it's like a person back at base or something. And I'm like, okay, but like there's nothing in there that actually says that. Like, <laughs> Give oh, him an earpiece it's... to put that red herring in. He doesn't yeah, even yeah. have one. No, it was up until it was up until uh, he has this coffee, FK, in the cup. Christmas, a spring morning, and then he goes, did you see that, Zach? And it just, the, the glass just shattered, and I was like, oh, he's crazy. <laughs> uh, and also, I was like, the whole time, I was like, he's like, he's the killer. That's what I was thinking the whole time. Does that reflect who is the killer? I'm not going to say. But that's what I thought the whole time. I'm like, is he? he it was him. Because every time you go into a dreamscape <laughs> and, spoiler alert, more people die. And well, coincidentally, you are kind of the first person there and you are in a dreamscape. So it seems to me this person who is not quite mentally stable, who, like, you know, in reality, DID is one thing and, like, you know, but in a in a fantasy, in a in a story, especially a story set in 2010, when I don't think DID was even the name of this thing, I've kind of given it away, haven't I? But uh, should should uh, we, I gave it away a, a bit for the audience? But that's okay. <laughs> We're not here for that. This is old. We want to play uh, Deadly Premonition Two, which doesn't make any sense after. After you, how far away is that? Uh, next year. Do you think it'll be good? Do you think it'll be legitimately good and do what the first one hoped to do? From what I've seen, I think it will because they've taken a hard turn into it. Hang on, I'm gonna look at this just to make sure I've got this right. It's. It seems to me that. It is, yeah, that's right. So there's this guy who's got the, uh, like, uh, the, what's it called? I'm trying to think. Like the Day of the Dead makeup. Oh, the. I'm, I'm the trying to me- think of the, the actual. Just, the Mexican. Like, yeah. like Dia generally, de la Muerta. Yeah, that, that's the one. Thank you. You're much more cultured than I am. Uh, and then there's this enemy in it that is, like, in the enemy zone that you see um and he also appears to kind of fit that bill from what i see he kind of looks like he's uh like jester 
and it's set in New Orleans. So it seems to me that they are like really going down that curve and it's like it's from the start, I feel like they're going to be going, this is voodoo. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that might not be Dia de la Mota. That, yeah, that's more voodoo. I, well, um, I think they're going to be doing everything that's in New Orleans because New Orleans has like everything in it. Because is he in Smite now, Adrian? The uh, what Baron the Voodoo God Baron Baron Samity, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, well, it could be Papa Legba. You don't know that. Hey, who knows? Might be coming Baba Yaga, maybe. But yeah. but going back to. So we're saying, what's it called? The Red Realm. and That's just what I coined from it. Um, right. And the fact that the killer is a shapeshifter and it's like, oh, it is supernatural. Does that mean these zombies do exist? Do other people interact with them? I believe that they are real because... Um, okay, apparently it's just referred to as the other world. Um... So there's a point where in a cutscene you see Emily react to zombies, which what? which to me is like okay they're real they're here somehow because... York can go to them to the other world, but sometimes the zombies can come out to play. Because the hospital, you eventually when you're trying to get out of the hospital you enter the other world and when you finally make it to the exit you snap back to normal reality. And it's like, have you just been going around shooting people? People? Good and... job avoiding the Eminem reference, by the way. <laughs> oh, there goes No, gravity stays uh, quite normal in the other world. It, it was just kind of like, so if we take Silent Hill as using a similar mechanic, even when you're not in the other world of Silent Hill, the standard world is very messed up. Like, there is, like, uh, often a thick fog and there are, like, bodies and broken things and, yes, a monster will appear in the standard world as well. But this standard world just seems to be like an Agatha Christie novel. Like, ooh, who's done it? Was it Polly who runs the hotel? No, it was Shapeshifter Raincoat Man. Yeah, and that that kind of killed it for me. I don't know if if Twin Peaks is like that, then that's perfect and that's on the money. But for me, there was like a level of like, um, you you know these these thrillers when done perfectly. I can't believe how seriously I'm talking about this stupid game. But it's <laughs> it's it not is stupid. Good. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It is good. It has really good qualities to it. If you have the audio on, <laughs> um. Yeah, it's like it. I I need these thrillers to end, and you are still kind of like, hold up. Like, who did they really do it? Like, you find this like really big piece of evidence, and you basically you get the guy. You go to the guy. The guy goes, "It was me, and I had a mask that, like, the mask was magic, not me, because that's too extra." Or something, I don't know. Uh, and then, at the end, there's like, hang on, that piece of evidence wasn't real. And he, but he admitted it, but, so now you know it wasn't him, but he admitted it. So what's, what? who do I believe? What do I believe? Was it all in the mind of someone who is apparently going to dreamscape worlds, you know? And you know the sad thing is that 
it is the same as Twin Peaks, and that's why, as I mentioned earlier, why the second season of Twin Peaks failed. Because when it was revealed that it was supernatural, the, the cause of the murders, people were like, I'm sorry, what? Like, it's it's just too big of a left turn when you're trying to to establish so much in a reality, like a reckon, normal everyday existence. I reckon you can really allude to it, and I reckon you can have some fantasy elements, like, for example, in this game, there's a doll that can make it rain or something like that. And it's like, I don't mind those weird things, and I don't mind, like, folklore in it. Like, I like it. I don't mind if the twist is like, oh, Bigfoot is real, or Until Dawn, like, Wendigo's are freaking real. That's crazy. Although I suppose that's kind of the whole thing with that game. But it's like, there's a big difference between that and then going, actually, it's just magic and I do what I want. Do you have any thoughts on how it handles as a game? So, combat, driving... Running around, pressing any button. <laughs> uh, it is hard. That that's the grind of this game, isn't it? You got a freaking like. It's an unwieldy beast. Oh, it's so bad. Driving is awful. You got to either pick to have a good camera, but it's still a bad camera. Like you either got to be first person, which I hate in a car. Or when you make a turn, your camera is like, oh, we've moved now. <laughs> like, This is the only game where I've enjoyed first-person driving. And I wish that you could yeah. also do first-person shooting. I reckon that would be like, I would go, oh, you just got to pick your battles, you know. But um, in the end, I think, yeah, it handles like, uh, it's like trying to, trying to drive a car. And you're in the back seat, and you've got one of those little arm extendy things that you squeeze <laughs> and it pulls the trigger. You can use the pedals fine somehow. You've got the mechanisms for that, but the yeah, the steering is just like, Whoa. and you're trying to get into a drive-through. Uh, and the trick there is, is you have to be exactly aligned to the drive-through box, otherwise they won't take your order. That's what it's like when you're trying to press a button and it's like, I'm lo- I'm here. I'm looking at it. Just let me pick up the phone. What an experience this game was. And what a universal experience. What did we... Like, right before we started recording, I, like, <laughs> started singing, like, Country Ham, <laughs> Take Me Home. It's weirdly memorable. Like, and you can see how it gets a cult status because, like, there are particular scenes that it's become known for, like having uh, having lunch with the woman at the hotel and sitting at the other end of the table and oh my God. the turkey is purple and uh, the pipe, the pipe is the best weapon in the game. God, only um, only plays had the best joke about that table. They were saying this game would be a masterpiece if every time, like it changed shot, the table got longer. 
That's what this game, like, that's what they need to do in Deadly Premonition 2, is they need to lean into... Because if it, if Deadly Premonition 2 is serious, if it's, like, dead serious, even if it's a good game, even if it's, like, yeah, L.A. Noir, Deadly Premonition 2, like, good, like, wow. I reckon so much of the current following will drop off because the point of this game is how you, like, I know this is a Metal Gear or something, but you have a cigarette to change time. That's weird to me. Like, yeah, play into like surrealism and like yeah. the fact that York becomes like obsessed with particular foods and just takes a moment and ignores everyone. Like, like really, like it wouldn't be bad to ham it up. Like, ha- like have him stand up and like flip the table and be like, "This is the best biscuit I've ever had, Thomas." Yeah, yeah, yeah that like, and it Deadly Premonition Two needs music that does not fit because because deadly premonition is the most tone deaf <laughs> like i it was like the most party music playing and then uh, polly's telling me how her husband died and it's like <laughs> this is not right and so that's it what is deadly juxtaposition Premoni- the game yeah and that's what deadly premonition 2 needs as well as like oh what was it yeah i just finished a part and york goes to someone um like, yep, two more people are dead. Two, like, just straight as an arrow. You're two, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's like as, as if someone went to you. Like, if... <laughs> now, obviously, the audience won't get this. But it's like if Mitch went to you, Michael, deadpan, and goes, uh, Adrian and Matt died. So, cool. And then just right. fired off like an absolute banger. <laughs> Like anyway, his don't worry, be happy. Yeah. Oh. God. <laughs> Where do you guys sit this on your final uh, busy gamer rating? I'm gonna say that it's a find time. Like you need to experience this, even for just like, just put in a couple of a couple of hours, kind of do the first day, see if you want to explore explore it further but i think everyone needs to know that this game existed and <laughs> it's one of those like it definitely is cult like if you don't have time to play it and it's not really a game it's just an experience this is a masterpiece of a game <laughs> i would rate it 10 out of 10 but considering our target audience here is busy gamers, I'm going to have to sit this little guy into no time to grind. Uh, maybe it could be a find on the Switch. I don't know. But having to like start it up every time on uh, the PC, and it crashes a lot. Apparently it crashes on Switch too, so maybe not even that. Uh, so I'm thinking, no, don't do it. No time to grind. Uh, is that my first of that? I feel like it could be the first No Time to Grind I've given. Uh, I don't know. uh, But at the same time, and this is also the the only recommendation that I've ever had to find a Let's Play of this, I reckon. Oh, yeah. I watched both Oni and uh, Game Grumps play as much as they did because I wanted to watch someone funny play the end. Neither of them did, I don't think, um, which is a shame. Uh, but what I did watch of them, both hilarious. So go do that because you can get all the experience and none of the frustration. 
Matt, did you want to retcon your uh, favorite game of this year for the podcast? To this, I honestly am thinking about it. Like, <laughs> I, I was thinking about it. This is a really good game for maybe not always the right reasons. Uh, I want to put this... I think I agree with your comment of uh, no time to grind, but watch your playthrough because this... The story, you just want to see it play out, but you don't want to play it out. <laughs> There's a diff- And there is a difference. See, because my favorite game was like, I'm not going to spoil it. You're going to have to listen to our extra episode if you want to hear what my favorite game is. Also, I don't 100% remember if I've got this right. <laughs> um, but I'm pretty sure it was like a surprise for me. I didn't expect it to be so good. And this is definitely a surprise. But this was suggested by our good fan, who I definitely do know the name of. Uh, His name is Anthony. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Anthony gave this to us. He did. He did. I was I was gonna say Tony, but I was like, that's wrong. That's so very. We're, we're not on that, those you. terms yet. Yeah, he you could be an that. ant. Anthony, yeah, when you listen to this, because he's like our best fan. Uh, when you listen to this, please uh, jump in Messenger and be like, Matt, we are not on <laughs> <laughs> nickname basis. But if you say that, you gotta say Matthew because anyway. Anyway, he suggested it to us, and I was like, yeah, like this is going to be a great, like, serious experience. And what I got was a fantastic, silly experience. If it wasn't as long-winded, this would be the perfect game for us to, like, catch up, play all night, and go delirious over how... How weird it is. Yeah, if you if could it, smash through the heart. Yeah. Like if you could teleport to where you need to go. There is a just, device that allows you to. I know, but there's a lot of effort. You've got to pick a flower, give it to George. doesn't make sense to me. I couldn't find the flower. Yeah, apparently it only flowers when it rains. I don't know. I don't. See, there are all these things. I only did like two side quests and there's so many. There's so much to this game that I never got to experience. And I just want it to be... I just want it to be Over. easier to get in there. I want to be able yeah. to get at those nuggets, those gems, and instead I'm smoking until 3 o'clock to continue <laughs> yeah. the story. That's it. I've decided uh, when we are in like three years' time, when we all live in the same spot and we all have a lot of time to grind, we are going to do a stream of this game, but we will hack in the radio early and we will make it so that hunger and sleep never goes away so we can just go 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 and it would be amazing how much do you think we could buy the rights to a film of this for that might be the better way to experience this that's true film. deadly premonition the movie hang on i'm yes. just i'm just looking it up and uh so I'm just doing a quick Google, seeing uh, like uh, run the ma- run the numbers, yeah. Run no, the apparently it already came out in 1992. Psychological horror film directed <laughs> by David Lynch. Uh, <laughs> uh, Twin Peaks, Firewalk with Me. So, uh... ooh, there's the missing pieces. Wait, hold up. What's the Deadly Premonition two? What's that called? It's called A Blessing in Disguise. For some reason, those two those two things they're like hit to me blessing in disguise and the missing pieces they're, they're too similar in my brainscape did you find that just a little side note i know we're wrapping up but there's just little oddities to this game like did you realize that in town york has a house that they don't no. tell you about 
There's what? just a house that you can use for everything, and it's in town instead of having to live at the hotel. Are you ready for the big spoilie? So, okay. Uh, goodbye. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> My name's Adrian. I've been Matt. I've been Michael. Thank you. Uh, and we'll so, see you soon. Uh, Leave so, if you don't want spoilers. So, big, uh, big spoiler thing that I heard is apparently at some point in the game, uh, you are Zach, and people just know who you are. People go, hey, Zach. So it's like, is, is that house Zach's house? Does Zach live here? Maybe. Must be. Is he... Like, every time that we see him go, I'm Francis York Morgan, is he actually saying to them, Hi, my name's Zach. I'm from the FBI. No, I think he's going like, I'm, I am York. Um, and I think... It's it's kind of like a, spl- like a split thing. Because his hair ch- ch- changes colour. Like... Whoa. Um... He, is that why he, George refuses to play along? And he calls him Mr. Morgan? This is my brother. So <laughs> he's going like, no, like I'm the sheriff. I know that Zach Morgan is coming. Don't try and tell me that your name is Francis York Morgan. So well, he's going like... Francis something Morgan. Is this just Shutter Island?